to the Fruit Men Audio Edition. Hello and welcome to the FBJ podcast. My name is Martin Fisher and I am the news and online editor at Fresh Produce Journal. I bring you this podcast today in tandem with the latest edition of the magazine, which is the FBJ Big 50 Companies 2016, of which I have been the editor. Uh, This is the fourth entry in our FBJ Big 50 series and the second edition of the company's ones in particular. For those of you who aren't familiar with the Big 50 or the company's edition, uh, it ranks the the largest UK-based suppliers of fresh fruit and vegetables. We were talking growers, importers, um, traders of any description supplying fresh produce, um, as opposed to the ones, um, you know, the retailers or the caterers or other businesses whose primary function is selling directly to consumers. Now, there is that uh, that old business saying, about uh, turnover being vanity and profit being sanity, but we have found the only um, the only fair and comparative way to compile a list such as this is by turnover. So how about we uh, we take a look at the top ten? Um, uh, number ten, it's a, a new entry, uh, IPL, as does Buying Arm, which is up seven places on last year after a, a pretty phenomenal uh, rise in turnover. And, well, let's be fair, next year's list will probably be even higher than that as well. Number nine, it's another new entry in the top ten. It's uh, Reynolds Catering, which is up three spaces from last year. Number eight, we have Berry Gardens, an on-mover from last year. The same could be said of uh, the, the businesses that find themselves in positions 7, G's, and 6, Fife's. Again, both businesses held those um, those same positions last year. Fife's has suffered a, a slight decrease in turnover, while G's has, um, again, has posted a very marginal increase in turnover. But again, neither movements are significant enough to um, to move their positions in the big 50 this year. Moving into the top five, um, Fresca Group, number five. Last year's runners-up has uh, managed to fall three places this year. Number four, AG Thames, up one place on uh, on last year. Again, another business that has, uh, has moved up a spot in the list is uh, Moonots Group, taking the bronze medal this year. Get into the top two. Um, they'll probably be disappointed by this, as I know they were very, very determined to to top the list this year. But number two, up one spot from last year, is Popar, which means that holding on to its top spot from last year is Total Produce, uh, with a turnover that is around 12, 11 million more than than Popar for the most um, the most recent financial year that accounts are available. So there we have it. That's this year's top 10. As you just heard, there's been a lot of movement, both up and down, although in the all-important top spots, uh, Total Produce has managed to dig its heels in and hold on for a second year. So congratulations to them. It's a very strong performance indeed. We'll hear a bit more about um, how Total Produce held on in just a bit. But that... um, that that movement I described in the top ten is something that appears uh, across the entire list. Really, um, we've had some some really big movers, some really big fallers, and you know, open companies that have just moved a spot here and there or crept into a significant or more significant part of the list. 
We've also had uh, one business that's managed to fall more than 10 places and actually exit the list. And it's not the only company to exit the list from, from last year either. Of course, this then in turn means that we've got some new entries in the list, which is which is always good, some fresh bloods. And um, happily for Fresca, although they might have uh, dropped down three spots in the top five, they have got three of their JVs in the list, some of whom have performed very well indeed and... I'm pretty certain they'll be in this list now for a, for a long time to come. As ever, it's been a, a tough year for those operating in the fresh produce industry. Suppliers have had to contend with um, pressure in the UK retail market. Obviously, the discounters have, have continued to grow their market share, and that's um, led to you know some of the more established retailers adopting different strategies, which usually means a race to the bottom on price. And yeah, that deflation has, has hit sales, hit prices, and hit suppliers really. And they've they've really had to work. They've really had to fight to um, protect their margins over the last year. To discuss this in more detail, I spoke with my colleagues at Fresh Produce Journal, Michael Barker, who is editor of the magazine, and Nina Pullman, who is features editor. Uh, Nina and Michael helped me put together this uh, special edition of the magazine and are well placed to uh, discuss some of the market trends and also to pick out some of the businesses who, who characterise or exemplify what's gone on in the industry over the last year and a bit. Nina, I just wondered if you'd like to pick out some key themes or areas of work that you've repeatedly noted in the compilation of this list. Um, yeah, so one of the things I noticed was um, this year a lot of companies seem to be focusing on brands. Um, for instance, we had QV Foods um, sort of expanding their um, veg lovers range, um, you know, putting a bit more money behind that. And similarly, another one is Fresh Time, who launched um, their own brand this year with a, with a new logo and, and just making a bit more of a presence for themselves and, and yeah, new visuals, that kind of thing. And I just think that kind of shows how companies are starting to um, look for added value um, areas, you know, in this context of, of price deflation and, and the price wars. You know, last year, a lot of the companies were struggling with that. This year, I, I sort of felt like there was lots of... Um, you know, lots of examples of, of ways that people have successfully, you know, carved out a niche for themselves and, and, and you know, created a bit more value for, for their offer. Mm. What about yourself, Michael? Well, there's no doubt about it. The key overriding factor affecting uh, results this year is deflation, as you've touched on. I mean, we're noticing really substantial uh, declines in turnover for a number of companies, uh, purely down to the price war. It's mentioned in Virtually every write-up, particularly in those companies that, that supply raw products, uh, you know, core fruit and veg lines without necessarily the added value products where maybe you get a little bit more protection. Uh, the potato companies in particular, we've seen you know, real pressure on, on, on their turnovers. It's, it's not always coming at the expense of profit, though, which is the interesting thing, because although their turnovers are falling, levels of profitability are remaining good. But nevertheless, people are extremely concerned and we don't want to see a continuation of, uh, of this downward price pressure into the new year or else it will begin to affect people's margins as well. It's interesting that um, one company, one of the biggest fallers in the top five or the top ten uh, is Fresca. Um, they've been hit by deflation fairly heavily, but at the same time they've, they've said that volumes have pretty much remained stable or in fact have grown um, and they've grown with many of their customers as well. 
which is a strong sign going forward. It's those strong relationships that you can build on in future and um, you know, start to push the business back up again. Yeah, absolutely. It, it has affected them massively. And you, know, you can pick out a couple of others where there's a substantial fall in turnover as a result of deflation. Br- Branston is one that springs to mind. Obviously, a big operator in the potato sector. Their turnover is down from $130 million to 100 in their most latest uh, posted accounts. However, it's been a great year for them. I mean, they've done, they've increased their business with Tesco. Profitability is good, but it just shows the pressure that that, that the declining shelf prices and the fact that the the major malts are so determined to compete with the discounters on price and the impact that that's having on people's uh, bottom line. We touched upon um, Branston and, and Fresca. Are there any other businesses, perhaps Nina, you'd like to, to pick out from the list? Of? Um, yeah, I, th- I thought it was interesting, actually. One of the other big ones, AG Thames, the way that um, you know, it's sort of shown in its different um, sub- subsidiary companies how, um, that, how it's sort of um, dealt with the price wars differently. I mean, some of its more established companies like Chingford Fruit, the turnover um, slipped, and then its younger businesses across the soft fruit um, sector you know, altogether, I think their soft fruit businesses saw a sales rise of 26%, so that, that's their younger businesses that are doing quite well, and, and overall, um, AG Thames obviously went up by one place, so quite varied performances across across all all their different companies. Um, and the other one I thought was interesting was uh, Albert Bartlett's continued investment in Frozen. Um, you know, obviously, we primarily um, talk about the fresh side of things, but <clears throat> this company has made a lot of investment in Frozen this year, and that seems to be continuing. They've got a huge marketing budget for their new frozen products, new frozen factory. Um, so that would be an interesting one to watch for next year as well, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And Florette, I suppose, is the other company with a big marketing budget. Um, Albert Bartlett and Florette, I suppose, are probably two of the brands in our industry that are most familiar to consumers at the moment. Michael, what about yourself? Uh, there's a couple of areas I'd like to touch on. One is the, the battle for the number one spot, I suppose. Um, last year, Total Produce... Uh, ran away with it somewhat. They were a good uh, 50, 50 million pounds or so clear in first position. Uh, this year, Popart have really closed that gap. There's only just over 10 million now, the gap between number one and number two. Uh, total produce still going along very nicely, uh, but Popart really on the march. They've, they've done some, some great stuff at home and abroad. Uh, you know, they've realigned their business. They set up Berry World as a standalone business, and that's, you know, that's a, a business that's particularly on the rise. Um, some of the other areas, like uh, we know apples have been a bit more difficult, but they are nevertheless a company that I think very much is hoping to, to challenge for that number one spot next year, so that's one to watch. Um, the other one I wanted to talk about is IPL, which is the largest, or joint largest riser, I should say, in this year's chart, going up seven places. Um, this is Asda's buying arm, of course, and they, you know, they're securing more and more business, I suppose. They're taking on more and more responsibility for sourcing huge amounts of Asda's stuff, but they're doing all the fresh produce now. Uh, they've obviously bought up a couple of their suppliers, as we know. Um, they're also expanding into other non-fruit and veg categories, doing more in wine and grocery. Uh, their turnover has gone up substantially as a result of all that. Uh, they're inside the top 10 now, and I can only see that going up further. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another company I wanted to, um, to pick up, actually, um, we spoke of uh, IPL and the, wor- the work they do on behalf of Asda. Asda is one of the supermarkets that's feeding the pressure from the, the discounters. 
this year has been characterised as well by Aldi and Lidl increasing their market share and you know there's some often seen that it's doom and gloom for those who are in the big four. Um, but a business that's entered the big 50 for the first time is uh, Asplin's producer organisation. They've come in at number 48. Um, I noticed that um, one of the big things that pushed their turnover into the, the top 50 boundaries this year was um, was a deal with one of the up-and-coming discounters. And it's these kind of relationships, um, these kind of uh, deals that companies in the list, perhaps lower down at the moment, when they can build on them going forward as the discounters presumably um, increase their market share again, um, that you know we could see some businesses like Asplins and other companies who've, uh, who've got these deals with Aldi and Dill pushing on even further. Absolutely, and I think the... Uh there's a real obsession among the big four uh, with what the discounters are doing, and they're going to continue to look even more closely at it. You know, the word, the word on the street is that that Dave Lewis in Tesco is, you know, really very interested in taking on the discounters head on. I think we're going to see much more activity from Tesco um, in that area in terms of going head to head with the discounters, and that's inevitably what Tesco does. Other people follow. Uh, we can expect all of the big four to to try to compete even more tightly with the discounters in the new year. And as they, as they carry on increasing their share, that's going to keep on having that impact all the way down the supply chain. Absolutely. Yeah, it promises to be as interesting as ever. You can um, keep up with all the news with FBJ online and in print next year. Um, on behalf of myself, Nina and Michael, I'd like to wish all our readers a happy new year and Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll see you again in the new year.